Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. In today's episode, Counselor Stephen Cervantes shares with us one man's ups and downs of his journey of recovery, especially the ups and downs of faith. How does faith fit into recovery? What if Christianity doesn't cure your addiction? Is it okay to wrestle with faith questions on a recovery journey? We will peel back the layers of these questions and more to help you discover how faith weaves into recovery in a way that is hopeful, meaningful, and life-changing. When you persist with curiosity on your recovery journey, breakthrough happens. To help you understand the key principles it takes to break free from addictive patterns, Check out the first seven days for men at sevendays.bebroken.com. For more resources, visit bebroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. All right. Well, Stephen Cervantes, how are you doing today? Hey, blessed mightily. They just keep flowing. You know, these blessings fall on me and around me. Hey, I didn't tell you about this uh, before we started, but I, okay. I had to tell you about a guy that, that was at one of the the last workshops. Okay. And, you know, unfortunately, you weren't able to be there for that workshop. Mm-hmm. But he comes up to me and he says, man, I, I listen to you guys on the podcast all the time. And he says, he says, I was really disappointed to find out that Stephen wasn't going to be here because, you know, he just seems like a huggable guy. Oh. <laughs> So we have we have one we have at least one listener who's who's not related to us. Oh, that's that, good. That finds your personality huggable. Oh, so. thank you. You bless me. Your blessing came in, and I received that hug. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thanks. Well, I I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today because I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of guys out there that are struggling with with faith, not faith. You know, as it applies yes. to dealing with issues of sexual brokenness or strongholds in their life, and yes. and so, why don't you share with us a little bit about? It looks like you've got a, somewhat of a story here Good. from a guy who is maybe struggling with that. Of how did Christianity and atheism and other things just not seem to pan out the way he was hoping for in his recovery? So we'll say this guy's about forty-five. We don't give names. Um, but he's about 45, and, and he loves God, and life's not working that great. Um, so, so that's like all of us. We're in a battle, and I love that he said, yes, you have permission to use my story. I said, this is going to bless a thousand men. Mm-hmm. You know, I just use that number because I know it's bigger than that. But 
But when your story can bless one or two or three guys or a thousand guys, it's like, yeah, yeah, you can use my story. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the heart of this man to say, yeah, let's see if anybody else is stuck in any of my places. And maybe we can give them a bump so they can move to the next place. So here goes. We just start talking, and he throws this line out. He said, uh, Christianity never really cured me. Hmm. And I thought, whoa, that's a great line. Because sometimes, you know, Christianity is sold as the end all, be all, all in all. Come to Jesus, and else. all your problems and are gone. That's and, it, yeah, you know? Exactly. And then sometimes you come to Jesus, and there's just a, a transformation. But what's interesting is that a month later, that thing sort of dissipates. Whatever that was, it goes away. So, you know, I think it's hard to talk about what Christianity really is mm. because it's something for a lifetime. It's not just a one-time thing. Well, and when I hear this kind of statement, you know, Christianity didn't cure me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really fits into a pretty common narrative that we have in our world today, especially in America, that's very utilitarian, it's very reductionistic, Mm. meaning like, you know, everything should ultimately be able to fit into a really simple formula, Stephen. Like if I put A and B together, (laughs) I'll always get C. Right. And people try to plug what they think Christianity is Mm -hmm. into that. And then when they don't get the result that they were expecting, they're like, yeah, you know, Christianity didn't work for me. And I like what you're saying. Uh, it's like, you know, maybe we've got some wrong definitions of what Christianity means. Maybe we've also got some wrong definition of what cured means. Yeah. And maybe what you're saying is, what if there's more of a journey to this, more of a yes, relationship exactly. to this? Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Because he went on to say, I tried God, but God did not fix everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, God can, and God knows us, and... And there's a rhythm with God. When you get in sync with that rhythm of the Spirit of God, it's a good thing. But I don't know that it fixes everything. Mm-hmm. I know this is a journey, and the weaknesses we have. Do, do you get rid of all the weaknesses you, you started with? Are they, <laughs> like, all gone by the time you die? Well, there's certain things that I'm looking forward to being you know, gone, like maybe some of the aches and pains and some of the, <laughs> Gosh. Uh, but, good. but I think again, this idea of fix, right? I think we come into, mm. we have to admit, we come into our relationship, even with God, we come into our relationship with anyone right? with certain expectations of what being in relationship with that person mm-hmm. will benefit us. I mean, think about how you even consider a friendship or a spouse or, you know, yeah. You have expectations, right? If you're honest, and you hope for things to be. Well, that's a good way to look at good. it. Good, yeah. Um, and there's a rhythm with a friend that happens, mm-hmm. but they're choppy, and I was. But that doesn't. I was thirty minutes late. Right. You're sitting there waiting on me, obviously working, but but it's just like, hey, things happen, and I couldn't get here, and that. But friendships go okay. They're bumpy sometimes. Well, and I think also we have. With God, I think we don't understand the kind of things that he's wanting to change in us. Mm. So therefore, we're looking for certain outcomes like, okay, listen, I've got this out of control behavior. I've got this, you know, whatever the flaw may be that you're like, I just, I need that thing to be fixed. And God may be looking at 
whatever that is through a very different lens than what you or I are looking at it. Mm-hmm. So for instance, when I started my own recovery, I was looking at it as like, listen, I've got a, I've got a severe problem with porn and illicit sex. Those things is what needs to be fixed. And just fix them and then you're great. And it's not that there's not any truth to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. those things are not healthy for me. But it was almost like God was looking at it and saying, man, I got some things at a much deeper, different level that I want to actually address in your life mm-hmm. that m- may not immediately change uh-huh. some of those impulses, some of those weaknesses, some of those temptations. But over time, the kind of work that God wants to do does have an effect on those things. But a lot of times we're just not that patient. Right. And and I want to start to work on you in this area is very different than you're going to be done in five minutes. Yeah. And usually then when when God does start to press in on some of those areas, we're like, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I didn't come here to be patient. I didn't come here to <laughs> and it's you know sacrifice or I didn't guys. you know. Uh, yes. Hey, I'm thinking we should call you Professor with that new look you have, that trimmed beard. And uh, Professor Jonathan is here uh-oh, today. Uh-oh. Words of wisdom. So this guy we're talking about says, I tried God. He didn't cure me. Um, you know, I, I followed, I read, I believed, I tried. But then I got hopeless again. So he said, well, I think I'll try atheism. Hmm. Just not God. Um, and he said, I studied and learned and tried, and I worked there for a while. But that didn't change anything either. And in fact, he said, I was reading along, and I read this thought about atheism. If you die and nothing happens, then when you live, nothing matters. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. I thought, I, I better write that down. If when you die, nothing happens, you just dirt, then what difference does it make how you live? Yeah. And he goes, I, that didn't give me any hope. There's no purpose there, right? Yeah. Well, and it's almost like he was thinking there was an equivalency of just sort of a plug and play. Like, okay, mm. I, pl- I plugged Christianity in here, and God didn't seem to work, so let me let me plug uh, something else, and let me remove God and see if that works. And it's almost like, again, the formula mentality, right? Mm. Well, let me plug this in. Let me plug that in. And he's realizing that that maybe that way of approaching this issue in his life is what's at fault. Does that make sense? So in other words, it's not, I mean, uh, I think obviously from our worldview and everything, we're going to say, oh, no, God is the answer. But he's he's not even to that point yet it's almost like he's he's trying to put a a particular formula together that he wants to work the way he can control it and the way he can right. determine what the outcome is and he's saying in either in both of these situations whatever i plugged in there wasn't working at least according to his perspective so so then he concludes i feel my life is like moving from one treadmill to a new treadmill then back to the old treadmill and try another treadmill. You know, when you say formula, and I think workout routine, or, or just give me the template, will you? Because I'll do this in hopes that that will somehow change me on the inside. Mm. Just give me six or eight points of what I can do for a new me. Okay, that one didn't work. Let's try the next one. Oh, that one didn't work? Okay, let's try the next one. And you can go from program to program or plan to plan. But does it really transform the inside of us? 
Well, and when as soon as you said, you know, treadmill basically four times in the same sentence, I'm exhausted, <laughs> right? I mean, because it's like treadmill, treadmill, <laughs> treadmill, you know? Yes. And I think there is an exhaustion to this way mm-hmm. that this man is attempting to find relief for what is he's struggling with. Is I got to just try this and then try right. that and just try this. And, and it's sort of like, you know, just throw something up against the wall and see what sticks. And again, it's very... It's, it's a very utilitarian way of thinking. Like, it's only about, uh, I've got to produce a particular effect. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about the, the, the messiness and the twists and the turns and the right. weaknesses and all of those kind of things, which I think is, is ultimately where you like to take a person is more to reality, right? Mm. I think there might be a little bit of fantasy thinking in this guy's mind of, man, I just got to get the formula right, and then I just got to get on the right treadmill, or I just got to get the right workout routine, right? Right, and it's funny as you say that, I'm thinking this guy has to be a a big logical guy Mm -hmm. because I'm looking for a template, a formula, an A, okay, not a B, okay, not B, C, Okay, I'm looking for something here. Sounds very logical. And then it also sounds, he knows it's got to be spiritual then. If it's not logical, it has to be spiritual. So I'll I'll try this spiritual thing. If it doesn't work, I'll try this other non-spiritual. I'll just keep trying something in the spiritual realm. But what's what's becoming obvious is there's must be some emotional confusion going on because it's not just logical. And what's what's sometimes um, revealing but also sad in these kind of situations is eventually this person has to realize they have a they have a fixed outcome that they have created in their mind mm. that they are saying they're telling themselves this is the proper result. So whatever that looks like in this guy's mind, he's trying to all get these it. other things are not reaching that outcome. Yeah. So at some point he's got to ask himself. Well, first of all, is that even the right outcome? Is that the right vision that I should have? Is that the right thing I should be pursuing? And that's where I think we get what they call cognitive dissonance and all this kind of stuff where it's like, man, what what I've been thinking is the right way. And then some other facts about reality are showing up and they don't match Mm. the narrative that I have, the vision that I have, the hope that I have. And what do I do now? And you know what pops into my head is this thought this guy made a statement once. He said, I can, I'm never comfortable in my own skin. Hmm. And I thought, that applies on many different levels, right? Because if you're sick, you're always trying to figure out how to get rid of the sickness, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're troubled, you're always trying to figure out how to get beyond the troubled, or if you're not peaceful or restful. It's like, how can you live well with the system you have? That's the question, really. Mm-hmm. And you can tell this guy's looking for it. I'd like to live better with me, the inside me. I'd just like to be more at peace with my system because I'm running and looking and searching and trying like crazy. So then, go ahead. You got a thought? I was just going to say, and especially with that statement when he said about the atheism, if you die and nothing happens and when you live, nothing matters, that's not going to help with the peace no. aspect, right? No, that's right. Because now you're saying there's a hopelessness there, but my heart needs a sense of security and peace and hope. So so then he says, okay, I heard that, that my use of porn, escaping into fantasy was bad. 
so I'd better get rid of it. So I spent several months trying to fix that, and I got rid of the porn stuff. But I still don't have a great life. Oh, man, yeah. You know, I got rid of the porn, the escape and the fantasy, the arousal, the thrill, the thrill-seeking, you know, keeping a little something on the side for a fix. Well, okay, I got rid of it. But I still have a crummy life. Hmm. I still don't have peace or rest. I'm still a mess. Well, think about how many times you and I have heard that over the years Mm. from men who they get a certain behavior under control, right? In other words, they're not behaving in the same way. Mm -hmm. And then they start to realize, and if they're married, a lot of times their wife realizes, hey, you know what? Fundamentally, nothing is actually different in this man. He stopped I mean, he, he's the not act, behavior. He's not behaving in that way. Right. But there are some core aspects to how he thinks and processes life, how he relates to other people, yes. how he makes decisions, all of that, that are really just the same as they were before. And I think that's a little bit of what he's realizing here is, oh, wait a second. I fixed something that clearly in itself is not good. Porn is not good for us. Mm-hmm. But that didn't necessarily fix whatever or change whatever the deeper issues of brokenness are in my That's life. That's good. Because he said then, will I ever change? Mm. Can I change? Well, what's needed to change? I, I must be trying to fix a problem that's the wrong problem because I'm looking for a deep fix. And I keep going to this church or that place or stopping this behavior. and But I still have a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have peace or joy or rest. I have confusion inside. And I keep making these little steps of progress. Well, and you know, when you're saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm trying real hard not to jump ahead here because I, kn- <laughs> I know you. And I, I know where you eventually are going to try to lead this guy because <laughs> as you like to say over and over again, you know, listen, at, at some point, you, it comes down to the emotional self, right? It comes down <laughs> to how you navigate that inner uh, that inner part of you uh, yes. that is where men just go blank, right? They give you a blank stare because they're like, "Wait, it's got to be behavioral," uh, and then they, and then they jump over and they it's got to be spiritual, yeah. And they forget logical. this whole one of those, uh, the yeah they three f- right this whole part of their being that just kind of has been stagnant. And because I hear in this guy, when he's talking about confusion and will I ever change, those are, those are deep, like soul questions, right? Yes. And I think it's easy to just draw a total blank when we have not been on a journey of emotional development. We've not been on a journey of knowing how to relate well at a deep level, true intimacy with other people that then... Everything can seem very confusing because, well, I'm trying to fix my behaviors. I'm trying to, you know, do these spiritual disciplines. I'm trying to, like you said, be logical. And none of that seems to be tapping into whatever's actually out of whack. Then he said, my life is one of going from weariness to despair, to getting up and finding a little energy and trying, but I'm so tired, I'm weary. And then I fall face down again. Over and over, tired, lost, in pain, frustrated, discontent. And, and then my wife says, do something. So I get up and I do something. But 
I don't seem to go anywhere. I don't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Can you just hear like despair and hopelessness and frustration? And oh yeah, and in fact, I I can even sense probably in our in our listeners and our viewers like when are they going to get to like <laughs> something to do? And and listeners, let me just warn you, this may not be one of those episodes where we tie a neat little bow on it with well now. Here's the breakthrough, and now here's what's going to need to happen, and here's the three easy steps. And I think the reason that we were likely not going to land there is because I think sometimes we need to know what being in the journey feels like. Yes, that's good. Right, because sometimes that's we're right. so quick. Again, we, we're reductionistic, right? Give me the give me the answer. Give me the give me the steps. Give me the solution. And I'm hoping that through this particular episode, we can just invite people into the discomfort a little bit, into the asking of questions. You know, you're, that's okay. you're growing, Jonathan. <laughs> you used to always, we have to have an answer by the end of the program. Oh, I know, yeah. But now it's like, hey, it, we can find joy on the journey, yeah. right? We can just pause on the journey. We're not going to get to the end of every journey, right? And it doesn't have to be, you know, catastrophic to not have a neat little solution yes, or no. or have it all tidied up by the end of the program. Right. Um, and I think I think there's a lot of people out there that just need to maybe hear from voices like ours yeah. that it's okay if you haven't reached the end of the race. Right. It's okay if you're still having struggles. And, and you're still looking and you're turning over this rock and that rock and you're trying somebody to give me an answer and you try that answer and that answer, right? Because aren't we going to really do that the rest of our life? Mm-hmm. Learn and grow and go deeper. And, you know, when, when do we get, when are we done? When do we figure out all the problems and have all the answers? And, well, and here's the thing. I even I even make the argument when I talk to people, to, to Christians about um, what will eternal life in heaven be like? And because some people have this idea that even when, man, all of the, the, the sin has been removed from us and all of the pain mm. and death and all those kinds of things have been removed, it's almost as if some people think, well, exploration is over. Oh. We have an infinite God mm. of wisdom and beauty and joy and goodness. Do you really think the journey is going to be over, even in oh, a perfect state with him? We're going to constantly be exploring him and learning, turning over new rocks, right, of yeah, discovery and, and realizing, here. man, here's some more goodness over there. There's some more beauty over there. There's some more that's joy good. over there. And so I think we're we're meant in this life to to start learning what that journey looks like. Now, in this life, we still have all that sin and brokenness and weakness and pain and death and those types of things that we have to struggle with. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that means that we need to try to figure out how to get it all figured out. I think it's more of the journey than it is the destination. That's good. And, and, you know, it's almost like, hey, everybody, take a break. Mm. We're all working hard and we're fighting battles and they're long and there's more to go. And it's okay just to pause and take a break for a moment. Because this guy's saying, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm in despair. I don't see an answer, but I can't stop either, right? We, we can't stop on this journey. 
But the other thing that comes up to me in this situation is how unaware many men are that they're running an emotional program. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so bizarre. Men will say, I didn't even know I was emotional. I yeah. didn't even know that. It's like, well, you got any insights on how how it is we can have a blind spot about ourselves? We can work on all this stuff out there, and we don't realize there's a blind spot over here that if you went there, you would get a great return. But we just keep doing logic, behavior, solution, move, logic, behavior, solution. and Well, for I can only... I can primarily speak from my own just personal mm-hmm. journey in this. And for me, I think the biggest uh, challenge to that, to what you're talking about, of, of recognizing that blind spot or realizing that there's this huge gap in my own understanding of even myself, mm-hmm. is that, listen, there was never any good training in my history of Ooh. how to actually talk about that whole aspect of my life. How do you actually engage and and express emotional words how do you how do you put language around that whole part of your life that's stirring inside of you yes i think for most men we just never had good training yes in that growing up we get and it's then, true and then if you think about it we're going to play to our strengths right it's, so yep. so people realize oh you know what you can you can take uh, the lid off a pickle jar and you can reach things that are real high and you can you know you <laughs> can, the ball you can real dig a far, ditch and you, you can know. do and all of a sudden it's like we get just yes. swept away with all the tasks of life and yeah. we, we do those kind of things yeah. and it's easy then to just leave in the dust that whole aspect of our being that just stays stagnant and stunted yeah. because we never learn how to talk so I'm going to jump to the end and then I'm going to come mm-hmm. back because God has really given me like three words, peace, rest, and joy. I mean, that's what he wants in us. And you can hear the opposite in this guy, despair mm. and hopelessness and brokenness. And so you know your emotional system and your spiritual systems are all working when you got peace and rest and joy. And it's, it's the power tools to deal with life. Those are the three tools. Those tools, if you have them, peace, rest, and joy. You know, because they're promises of God is what they really mm-hmm. are. The peace that surpasses understanding, right? And take my yoke on you, it's easy. I'll give you rest, he said. So they really are things of God. So this guy goes to church one Sunday because he's been trying back to God again. And he said something broke through on Sunday. And I just wept mm. in the depth of my soul. I bawled like a baby. And there was a breakthrough deep in my being. And I knew this is the right direction to go in. Mm-hmm. Something about being for God, being humble, bringing my sadness and crying out the sadness that I've carried in deep, dark places within myself and laying it before the Father. And that's, that's why I think it's so important when we are telling stories like this and, and when we are being honest about our own valleys that we face in life is to keep walking, keep moving, keep mm. pursuing. Like you, I love the imagery you use. Keep, keep picking up those rocks and looking under them. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, scriptures, one of the favorite psalms is Psalm 23. And when David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know what? One of the words that's really struck me 
in that particular phrase, mm. especially over the last couple of years with all the stuff with COVID and just just things like that, right. is the fact that um, he said he doesn't say, "Though I sit in ah. the valley of the shadow of death." Right, that's good. He says, "Though I, I walk around. through, though I walk <laughs> through." Yeah. He's he's continuing to move. He's like, man, I'm in a hard place here. Yeah, I'm in what feels like death. Yes, but I'm going to keep moving, and I think that's important. It's like, yes, let's acknowledge the realities that we're mm. on a journey. We've got struggles. We're not always. We're not going to have it all figured out. But can we at least keep putting one foot in front of the other? Because what I love about this guy is, I think because he kept moving. Yes, it's like I, I don't see, I don't see anything God can't work with there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think it's when, you know, one of the things I see in Scripture that is a point at which a person is sort of removing themselves from the hand of God Mm. moving in their life is when they become hard. Mm. When their heart becomes hard, that's when I think the the Spirit of God's work in their life um, sometimes starts to be a challenge, if I can put it that way. But it's those who keep moving, those who keep exploring. I love the fact, I don't think God had any problem with this guy saying, you know what, I think I'm going to try to plug atheism in here. Do you think God is overwhelmed or offended? Or, you know, it's like, Like, hey, listen, you're dust. You know, I I, I know your frame. Um, And I know what works and what doesn't work. And so that's another beauty of, I think, the way God works in our lives is he allows us to go through all these stumblings in order that in a genuine way, when we do discover mm. through many tears, through this guy weeping on Sunday, when we do discover the grace and the, as you put it here, the peace and the rest and the joy of God, Amen. it's not some formula. It's like you're connecting with the yeah. God it's of right. the universe, the God of your soul, Amen. the God of your emotions. So he said, I knew at that moment I needed church. And God's presence. And he said in all those tears and just sitting there being still, this thought occurred to me. I want to be valued. Hmm. And I don't want to have to earn it. And he saw part of the program where he tried to please his father he tried to earn value. He tried to please his wife, the boss. He's exhausted. I just want to be valuable. I don't want to have to go earn it and take it from someone else. Hmm. So in that spiritual moment, a piece of his emotional program was given to him. Yeah. And he said, oh, my goodness, this is the deep battle. I'm exhausted from trying to prove myself. I just came to the Lord and sat with him. And he gave me back a piece of the program that's broken. He showed it to me. Well, and that's the beauty of the gospel, is that you are valued and you didn't have to earn it. Amen. Like it's totally by grace, right, that that we're loved. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I hope, listeners, that this has been at least maybe helpful for you, even in your own journey, wherever you are, if you're struggling, if you're feeling stuck, if you're just wondering like this man, can there ever be any change? Um, that maybe you've got a sense of hope. But also, uh, we're going to put in the show notes a a resource that we have available for you that's called 40 Days of Training for Your Soul. This is for mm-hmm. men who are just saying, man, I'm, I've, I've not had any training in that area of emotional development. 
And so it's a 40-day journey to help you really start to put language around what does it mean for me to mature emotionally and and move forward and grow in that area. So we'll put that in the show notes. You mean you're going to give it to them? Yeah, we're going to put it that. The, it's a we, gift. We've got that resource. I don't. I think it might be. Oh, we asked for a donation, a but donation. you can get it okay. free if you want it. Yeah. No, so. no. But the point is, but you're making it available. It's a, a resource. Yes, it's a and resource. we're not going to yeah. end the program with, okay, we didn't get to the end of this one. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll no. string you along. He's saying we got something that's a tool that you can use. Yeah. And it's on our men's resource page at BeBroken.com, but we'll put the link in the show notes. But Good. thanks for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Thank Take you. Care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com.